0: Welcome, Savvy Investor, to Skyline Views.
1: Welcome to another episode of Skyline Views. I'm Chris Mills. I'm here with Investor, Entrepreneur, President of Urbanized Properties in Miami, Florida, Christine Fluke. Welcome, Christine.
2: Uh, Thank you so much. I'm, I'm blessed to be here.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's great to have you. Why don't we just get started with an introduction from you. You can tell us a little bit about your background and what you do today.
2: Excellent. Thank you so much. You know, I've been in sales pretty much my whole life. I mean, I started out uh, working at the Dolphin Hotel in Disney. And from there, I know it's like, wow, right? But from there, I, I just learned, I guess, different characteristics and different things that brought me forward to being in the real estate business. I mean, you have to be able to talk to people and uh, create rapport and build kind of a, a trust relationship so um, i've been in real estate since 2004 i moved here from orlando 99 so since i've been in miami um 2004 i got my real estate license and i'm also investing in real estate so i kind of wear two hats so when i'm out there looking at properties. I'm looking at it in kind of a couple of ways. Hey, is this good for a client or is this good for me and bring it to my partners to invest in? So it's definitely exciting times right now. And um, thank you so much again for having me.
1: Oh, sure. Sure. So we're talking about Miami, of course. I want to get into some of these numbers. Uh, You have a lot more context, but high level 2020 was quite a year, right? Mm, Um,
2: Yeah. For everybody,
1: yeah, yeah. So leisure and hospitality is a big deal in Miami. March and April, uh, the positions took a seventy thousand person hit. About forty two percent of the one hundred sixty two thousand jobs lost across the metro during that time frame. Let's see, eighty thousand staffers have come back since May. So on the upswing, Miami is seems to be coming back pretty strong. The vacancy only fell to 4.8%, which is nothing when you look at a lot of these other national numbers uh, right. that a lot right. of these metros had. Class A rent fell a tiny bit. Class C actually went up a tiny bit. Um, so Miami is overall pres- proving pretty resilient. It looks like cap rates kind of ended up around 5.7 percent give us context to this though what are you seeing on the ground and what makes miami so resilient
2: is it possible to say the fantastic weather it might be it might be yeah yeah the diverse uh, mix i mean it's domestic international businesses that are moving here i know there is a uh, lot of people moving from New York, California, residential side of real estate in Miami is just flying off the shelves. It's, you can't keep a property on the market long enough. Um, some of the other things that are contributing to people in Miami that are coming here, you know, it's a diverse economy. Um, variety of top private employers here or University of Miami. Baptist Health, South Florida, public supermarkets, American Airlines. Industrial is uh, also a big, let's call it asset type that we're seeing a lot, a lot of properties that are being sold, properties being built, lands being bought. So, I mean, right now, um, you know, I was just checking this past week and Luxury market is also on an uptick. For a couple of years, it was suffering, and you couldn't sell a you know a mansion. You couldn't sell a condo in Miami Beach fast enough. Now it's, I'm seeing things of vacant land. And in Indian Creek just sold. Uh, obviously, it's waterfront, and just sold. It was just vacant land, which actually was Julio Glaces' uh, hmm. lot, and it just sold for thirty one million dollars. Wow. So yeah, definitely when you were mentioning about the hotels, there are people that are buying hotels and it's been a little bit of a slow, slow inch up and some groups that I work with actually want to buy hotels and convert them into apartments. I had a gentleman yesterday that was asking me for dark retail to where he could uh, buy it and, and build apartments on. So it is definitely things are on the, on the move where we are right now in December of 2020.
1: Yeah, absolutely. People are, um, are, it'll be 2021 when, you know, people are listening to this. So there, there might be a little more context now, but I have heard uh, a lot of folks moving to Miami and South Florida and Florida in general, because I'm having a lot of these, yeah, a lot of these uh, tax shifting strategy conversations with clients up here. And, and that's a big piece, you know, people are kind of moving things around, you know, looking into the future, what are taxes going to look like in a few years, that kind of thing. And for high income folks up here in the, in the DC area, especially, hey, maybe not having income tax now that I'm virtual uh, or, you know, working remotely. Yeah, that's, that's a big, uh, that's a big factor. Um,
2: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, what else uh, do you think maybe we don't know about Miami, uh, us up here in the, the cold weather?
2: <laughs> well, um, don't know about the Cuban coffee? beans <laughs> <Don't know about laughs> And rice and tostones? Nah, just kidding. Um, what don't you know about Miami? Um, there is an area called Wynwood and it is close to an area called Design District. And Design District has a lot of luxury um, designers, And Wynwood is an area that in 2006, when I was working in that area, you couldn't get anybody over there. Now, here we are, fast forward to 2020, things are, people are gobbling up land and building. They're building mixed use. They're building office. There is a matter of fact, uh, Farrell, the um, the singer, Farrell Williams, right? Or yeah, did I say that right?
1: Yeah, I think Pharrell, yeah.
2: Yeah, he just bought, he's opening up um, a store there in Wynwood. And uh, it's 5,700 square, 5,700 square feet that he's going to be opening up a retail store there. I think he has one in New York, and he's opening up a location here in Wynwood. In that area, it's a lot of uh, design and retail that is focused kind of around the urban kind of lifestyle a lot of graffiti art and just it's a good walkability and there's more restaurants that are coming in there. There's a piece of land that just sold there. This group already owned parcels around this particular area and just picked up its last parcel and they paid $11,500 for it. So we're talking, um, you know, it was 14,000 square feet and it sold for $821 a square foot. So that area has been uh, an up and coming growth over the years, and it's definitely a draw for Miami. Um, Every year in December, we do Art Basel, and obviously that didn't happen this year, along with many other things like Emerge is a big draw here in Miami as a conference, and obviously that got canceled. But uh, the Art Basel does bring in a lot of business for Miami and in the month of December, Hmm. Just like every place, I'm sure everyone's having their readjustments for their economy and drawing in, you know, funds, hopefully in a different way.
1: Yeah. So going forward into 2021 in Miami, people might start maybe getting creative, right? You mentioned a couple strategies like converting dark retail or converting hotels to multifamily. Can you kind of just walk through someone who might not be familiar with what that looks like, soup to nuts, can you kind of explain what that process is and why investors are doing it?
2: Yeah, oh, I'll I'll do my best to answer that question. (laughs) Uh, There's a group that I know that bought a hotel in a blue collar area. It's not like sexy, but it's a steady market that it's called Hialeah. And this group bought a dark Ramada in hotel for $15 million a couple of months ago, and they are a group that tend to build apartments. So maybe they're going to take the existing and either add on top of it or convert it into apartments and, or like I said, add up. So go, go higher up, or they might just tear the whole thing down and build, or they could land bank it. Get approvals and then sell it as a project to somebody else. But knowing this group, they're probably going to build on it. I don't know if I could do soup to nuts for you to answer that, Um, but I can do my best to uh, just say that those opportunities are what people are looking for. Um, Like I mentioned to you yesterday, the gentleman hit me up that I work with. He does a lot of affordable housing, it's like tax credits. So they have a certain lottery number that you have to win and get owners to wait for anywhere between a year to two years to be able to buy the properties and get the approval from the state. Um, hopefully, I'm answering your question. Yeah, so, yeah, you are that's yeah.
1: that's perfect. That's perfect. It yeah. that kind of leads me into my next one about you know finding opportunities. a lot of people like to find off market deals. how do you how would you suggest going about that for uh, an investor who's looking to kind of roll up their sleeves and get into it?
2: Well, first of all, I would say call me. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mostly what I do is is off-market. I spend quite a bit of time prospecting, looking for owners of properties to see if they will sell. Because a lot of the people that I do work with, they, they like the off-market properties. I spoke to a gentleman uh, this week, matter of fact, from New York that has something in Tampa. I have a lot of requests for the West Coast. And um He was like, well, I have a C minus location, but I want an A plus price. And I said, great. And how are you different than anybody else? (laughs) You're not, everybody wants, you know, but for sure right now, Tampa is a hot market and a lot of people are wanting over there. So I guess I would just credit myself for just getting on the phones and talking to owners and, and creating relationships with brokers to also say, hey, work with me off market figure out a way that uh, it's a benefit for everybody.
1: Are there any other areas uh, that you're seeing maybe on the upswing where there might be opportunities, something that's not white hot yet, but, you know, could get there in 2021?
2: Land is a big thing because I think a lot of people are looking to spread out. As far as Miami, you think of it as like condos. And developers usually build straight up so the land that you need might not be as big requirement i mean you have zoning here that's t680 and in, in downtown and you can build up to 60 stories you have other areas that's t36 you can build up to say 40 stories so in areas of like more west of miami we'll call it port st lucie area which is obviously North of Miami, but there's areas out there. There was just a a land traded. There was 160 acres. They're going to be building um, warehouse there. Warehouse is, let's call it new product asset type that people are getting into, and there's a demand for it. So I would say land because builders also in apartments are looking for more garden style. so they want to do maybe three to five stories. So you need more land and having multiple buildings in those areas versus a straight up vertical property where it's 60 you know stories and everybody's in the same structure. Now people want uh, developers want to look for more land. Yeah, that would be the best the thing I would answer for that.
1: Gotcha. Someone else looking for a good deal, maybe on market, right? If they're combing the computer before they pick up the phone and call you, like what should they be looking for?
2: Well, I guess each person has their own asset type that they like. I mean, I've got people that don't want, you know, anywhere between three and 5 million for a smaller retail shopping center. And it can be mom and pop. Uh, it doesn't have to be big box retailer. Even though I do have groups that I work with that like to buy big box retail, there was an asset that recently traded in the summer and it's actually a group that I work with and they bought a Best Buy and they paid a little under 20 million for it but it's a newer built property and there's a long lease there so what should people be looking for I would definitely say you know again if you're focusing on multifamily you know what's your unit count you know what's your threshold what's you know your partner's are they coming in with money are they cash I mean obviously cash is king for anything right now but with debt being the way it is you can leverage a lot of it so I'm working with a a buyer right now um, that I presented a financing offer and the seller wanted cash so it's like I gave him full price and I still wasn't able to be a competitive so I guess I would just say what would be the best thing is just kind of make sure that we're on the same page with their criteria, understanding their time frames and just getting after it and finding it.
1: Gotcha. What kind of uh, I guess data or publications what do you what do you look at to kind of stay sharp? As far as Excellent. the market great and stuff question goes. And,
2: I, and I do it daily <laughs> uh, One of the, publications that I look into is called The Real Deal. And The Real Deal recently stretched out to California and Chicago. So I'm looking at that. I also have social media groups on Facebook that I follow. And I also get local updates from publications that I belong to. So I can see what's selling, see what's articles, see what developers are buying, how things are moving around. And then obviously just communication that I have with that I do throughout the day with other brokers so that kind of helps me build up some ammunition and being able to have conversations with investors
1: sure so in your free time what do you read or listen to or whatever
2: oh that's great well I am a big music person okay so I tend to like make sure that the music is played on the weekends and I like to dance around a little bit too so I do my little singing along and all that. So, music's a big thing for me and it uplifts me and makes me happy. I would say that um, as far as reading, it's a couple of different things. I just started a group called With High Performance Habits. And that book I've had for like a year and I've read it a little bit, but then I just got on with a group that's on LinkedIn. And we now meet on Wednesdays. So, that helps me dive into it and I speak to other people. And it kind of just, you know, we just all kind of let let go and, and become human and realize, wow, they're all kind of going through the same things I'm going through. And the social media is not always, you know, the pretty picture and everything that it looks like. Um, another thing is just doing Zooms with my family. And uh, I really enjoy doing walks in my neighborhood because I do live in Miami. So I do get wonderful weather right, right. and um, it's just fantastic. Yeah.
1: Very cool. Very cool. Christine, this has been awesome. Thanks again for your time. I really appreciate it.
2: Oh, I'm so blessed. I'm so glad that we connected and I look forward to helping you and, and bringing you properties and seeing if there's you know anything else that we can help each other with. You've been very absolutely. kind. Thank you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We'll talk awesome. soon.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of Skyline Views with Chris Mills. We hope you found this valuable and useful. Feel free to share it with friends or family that could benefit as well. Please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss anything. We really appreciate it. Also, we'd love to hear from you. Connect with us through thehaneycompany.com. See you next time. The information provided in this episode is not intended as specific tax or legal advice and may not be relied upon for purposes of avoiding any federal tax penalties. Skyline views The Haney Company, their employees, and representatives are not authorized to give tax or legal advice. Individuals are advised to seek advice from their own tax or legal counsel. Individuals involved in the estate planning process should work with an estate planning team, including their own personal legal or tax counsel. The information provided here does not constitute personal financial advice, but is meant for the conveyance of information for educational purposes only. All investing involves risk, including the risk of loss. Past performance is not indicative of future returns. Guarantees are backed by the claims-paying ability of the insurer. Christopher Mills is a registered representative of Coastal Equities Incorporated and an investment advisor representative of Coastal Investment Advisors Incorporated. Neither Coastal Equities Incorporated nor Coastal Investment Advisors Incorporated is affiliated with Skyline Views or the Haney Company. Advisory services are offered through Coastal Investment Advisors Incorporated, a U.S. SEC registered investment advisor, and securities are offered through Coastal Equities Incorporated. Member Finn Recipic, 1201 North Orange Street, Suite 729, Wilmington, Delaware, 19801.